Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Oh, let's put our hands together for Jesus, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the soon and coming King, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your both hands and just... Thank God for this blessed opportunity in His presence. expecting something great from God this morning? Well, I have good news for you. God sent me to bring you something great. You missed a good place to say amen. God sent me to bring you something great. Hallelujah. Well, I'm blessed to be preaching to you this morning and I know that God will bring us something fantastic. Amen. I'm preaching on seven great principles. Amen. And I'm preaching from my little book here. Seven great principles written by Bishop Doug Heward Mills. Hallelujah. It's, it's an, this is the second edition of the book. It's an in-depth study of what you need to do well as a Christian. Principles that we all need as Christians to do well. Many of us struggle with what we do because of the absence of understanding of what we are doing. Amen. So I've taken my time, taken 8 to 10 weeks to explain to all of us the, the principles that govern Christianity. And it's, they are all from this book. Somebody say amen. Wonderful. Amen. Are we good? From this book, Seven Great Principles. <laughs> what a shock. If you are not good by now, you will not be good. I see you being good. Alright, so we've talked about principles. So basically, I'm answer- by this preaching, I'm answering questions that go on in our minds as Christians. And when you have answers to these questions, your Christian life becomes easier. So I talked about principles that govern salvation. Seven principles of salvation. And I said, essentially, man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a body. 
And when that spirit is not saved, it is dead and desperately wicked. That's why evil comes normally to people who are not saved. It's their normal life. You can't tell somebody who is not saved that you are bad. That's his nature. It's like telling a black man that you are black. Do you get it? Then when you are saved, Bible says God gives you a new spirit and that spirit is created in righteousness in Christ Jesus. So then God gives you the propensity, the ability, the capability to live right. Amen. God allows you to now live right. Amen. Now when God gives you that spirit, that spirit is young, it's a baby, so you must develop it and you must, it must grow. That's why we read our Bibles, that's why we pray, that's why we come to church. So as you are in church today, by this preaching, you are growing. Amen. Amen. Then we said, although your spirit is growing, your mind must also be renewed. Because your mind is the battleground between your spirit and your, your flesh. So your mind must be renewed, your mind must be transformed. Then we said that your body, as for your body, no matter how much anointing oil we pour on you, it doesn't change. So the way to make, to prevent it from doing what it likes to do is to keep it under control. If you don't keep your body under control, it will disgrace you right now. It's your body that took you to the nightclub yesterday, not your spirit. Yeah, so if you don't keep it under lock, dog, and key to do things it should not do. Somebody say amen. amen. So we talked about principles of salvation. We also talked about principles of a great change. That when you are born again, God expects there to be a great change in you. Amen. I can't go into all that today. Then we talked about principles of what? Supernatural growth or, or spiritual growth. That you must grow spiritually. God expects us to grow spirit until we become like Jesus. One day we will become like Jesus. Yeah. Then we also talked about principles of a peculiar life. That God wants you to have a peculiar life. A peculiar life means a life that is set apart. Amen. Today I'm talking about principles of a supernatural life. Seven great principles of a supernatural life. Somebody say amen. I said seven great principles of a supernatural life. God wants us to have a supernatural life. When you are born again, one of the things that happen to you is that you begin to have a supernatural life. And I want to tell you seven principles that govern it and then we will go home. Principle number one, after you are born again, you will experience the supernatural the miraculous and the extraordinary. I say that again. After you are born again, you will experience the supernatural, the miraculous, and the extraordinary. Amen. Man is a supernatural being. In Genesis 2, the Bible says, and God breathed into man his spirit, and man became a living soul. So God created us as, a, as supernatural beings. You are supposed to experience supernatural things. Supernatural things are not only reserved to prophets. They are reserved for everybody that God created. The problem is that although man, God made us supernatural, when man disobeyed God, man fell and lost that supernatural ability. Amen. So in Genesis 2, 16, 17, the Lord said to Abraham, of all the trees in the garden, thou may feel it, apart from the tree that is in the midst of the garden. But, verse 17, but the tree of the knowledge of good, thou shalt not eat it. For in the day thou shalt eat it, thou shalt surely die. And unfortunately, in Genesis chapter 3, man ate that tree. So man died. So in Genesis 3, 24, Bible says, and God drove man out of the garden of Eden, which is God drove man out of his presence. God disconnected man from him. So immediately, man could not connect with spiritual things and supernatural things anymore. Hallelujah. Man could not. It's like man lost Wi-Fi signal. So man could not connect with the spirit. So man became a natural being. 1 Corinthians 2, 45 says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit. So when you are natural, when you are in that state, you cannot receive the things of the Spirit. 
So that is the state man became. So when you get born again, what happens is that God restores. God restores you back to your factory setting. You see, sometimes you have a phone, you press some things, you don't know what you have pressed there. Everything is become funny on it. You don't know how to come back to where you were originally. Then there's a setting on the phone that says, restore factory setting. So, when you click that one, it comes back to its original setting. The one that you had from the beginning. So, when you get born again, God restores your factory setting. And your factory setting is such that you can experience supernatural things. I see you experience supernatural things. Say you will experience the supernatural, the miraculous, and the extraordinary. Your life will become extraordinary from today. Why should we expect supernatural things? Number one, because we serve a God of wonders. A God of wonders. God of wonders beyond that galaxy. You are holy. You know that song, man? Oh, I don't bring keyboards. It's just a by the way. Exodus 15, 11, Bible says, Who is like unto thee, O God, amongst the gods? You are glorious in holiness, fearful in praise, doing wonders. He says, who can compare to this type of God that we are serving? He's glorious when it comes to holiness. He's fearful when he, he does wonders. That's the God we serve. Now, if this is the God we serve, it's like a rich man's child being hungry. Many of us like, are like a rich man's child who, is, who doesn't have food to eat. Meanwhile, your father is rich. This is the God we serve. Bible says, he does wonders. You do mighty things. You do glorious things. You are a faithful God. Awesome is your name. We sing all these songs, but we don't believe them. We don't believe. That's the type of God we are serving. You do mighty things. You do glorious things. You are a faithful God. Awesome is your name. why you should expect it. I mean, when you are with a poor man, you shouldn't expect something great. But if you are with a rich man, my God, you should expect it. Yeah, you should expect it. He rolled back the waters of the mighty Red Sea and he said, I will leave you. Put your trust in me. That's the God we say. How great is our God? That's the God we say. How great is our God? How great is his name? How great is his name? He's the greatest of all. He's the greatest of all. And guess what? He's forever the same. He's forever the same. God for Emirates. So we'll not even pray about it. Yeah, we'll not even pray about it. But this is the God we saved. Yeah. He opened the womb of a 90 year old lady and she had a child. You are sitting there saying that, I saw me, I can't have a child. Rise up and expect that God will do it. Will do it. That's the God we saved. Things. I expect supernatural things. 
Yeah, we used to play as well. I expect a miracle today. For nothing is impossible to those who believe and say. I believe God's word is still the same. supernatural dreams, you don't expect to see angels, you don't expect healing you don't expect anything from God hence you get nothing from God your life is just ordinary and Satan is just bamboozling you around Meanwhile, we are walking in miracles and we are enjoying miracles yeah. I mean recently I had a dream just a week ago Oh, let me share an older one first I was going for a meeting with some guys, with a guy, and I had a dream. When I had it in the dream, the person we were going for the meeting with, the person was angry at the meeting. When I woke up the night, I told them, I won't go for this meeting. Because it wasn't by force me, it was voluntary. I said, I won't go. Then the pe- I said, me, I'm advised, don't go. And the person went. The, look, the person's life almost changed that day. Just had a dream. The person was angry in the dream. I said, This place, we're supposed to travel to another country. I said, I won't travel. I won't do this trip. I said, oh, I'll go. I said, Oh, go, go and be happy. But I told the person the dream. No listening. Yeah. Recently, I had a dream. Prophet was in my office. When you come to my office, there's a big black Bible in my office. He took the Bible, he put it on my head. It's like I knelt down, he was praying for it. He put it on my head three times. One, two, three. I knew something had happened in my life. Yeah. When I woke up, I wrote it down. I said, something dramatic has happened in my life. Yesterday, I was standing on the car park. Somebody came to see me and said, I had a dream in my dream. You gave me a USB. He said, I've given you what you need for life. I said, he says, I, I said you know, let me also share my dream with you. Me too. I had a dream last week. My, my pastor, he put a big Bible on my head three times. Yeah. Three times. Expect it. The reason why you are not getting is that you are not expecting it. The Bible says the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. When you have an expectation, it shall not be. Your expectation is what is met. Yeah. Number two. It's my things even going off. Hey, today the time has already started to go. This message is going to share. <laughs> Number second reason. Jesus told Nathaniel he will see many wonders as he followed him. John 1 44 says, Now Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. And Peter found Nathaniel and said unto him, We have found him whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write. And Jesus of Nazareth, the son of David, and Nathaniel said unto him, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? They went, they told, they, they went to church and they, the church service was so powerful. They went, they told Nathaniel, Nathaniel said, oh, 
Can anything come, any good thing come, of, come out of Peter Marisbeck? Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? But they said, come see the man. I read on. Next verse. 40 something. And Philip said, can anything And Philip said, come and see. And Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said, behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no God. Jesus said, wow, this is a real Israelite. Our thorough breed, no mixture, nothing proper Israelite. Say, wow, next verse. Nathaniel said unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Nathaniel, when Jesus said, Wow, this one is a proper Israelite, where do you know me from? Knowest thou me? And Jesus said, answered and said unto him, Before Philip called thee, when thou was under the fig tree, I saw thee. Nathaniel said, Hey, he looked at where Jesus was sitting and he looked at where the fig tree was when Philip came to speak to him. He saw that it's impossible for you to be here and see me. It's like Jesus was saying that when you were at Cinderella before Brother Lungani came to call you, I saw you. And he looked, how, do you, how can you see me at Cinderella or at in Bali, how can you see me at in Bali from town? He was so amazed. He said, "You see, when you guys, when, when we read this thing, we think that okay, maybe they were standing and then Philip was across the st- street. And then he called Nathaniel. How, how many of you, when you read that's what you think? No, it's not like that at all. They, it was he went he went to his home and he went to call Nathaniel from his home to where Jesus was. So when they came." And Jesus told Nathan, I saw you when you were, before even Philip talked to you, I saw you. And, uh, and he showed you where he was. Because if I say I saw you, say, oh, what, what do you mean by that? You were sitting under the fig tree. He said, what? Huh? What, what is this one? So then he said, verse, he said, and Nathaniel answered and said, Rabbi, thou art the son of God. Thou art the king of Israel. Immediately he said, this, this is impossible. This, this, this one. It's a miracle. Then look at what Jesus said to him, 50. And Jesus answered and said, Because I said to thee, I saw thee under the fig tree. You, <laughs> you are saying, wow. I just said that I saw you under a fig tree. And you are so amazed. You are so blown away. Is this what is so... He said, thou shalt see greater things. This is one of the lowest miracles that I, I do. Seeing you in some faraway place. Now you are going to see greater to 51. 51. And he saith unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto Hereafter ye shall see, ye shall see heaven open and angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. The things you are going to see as you follow me. Oh, you are going to see the miraculous. You are going to see the supernatural. Third reason why you must expect miracles in the supernatural. Jesus said we will be like the wind. When you believe, when you become born again, you'll be like the wind. John 3 says, says the wind bloweth where it listed. And here is the sound thereof. But can't tell where it goes, whither it can. So is anyone who's born of the spirit. Put the scripture up there, please. It says the wind. It says Christians, when you are a believer, you become like the wind. It blows where it likes. The word listed is where it pleases, where it likes. Where it likes. And you hear the sound. All you hear is the sound. Nobody can see where the wind is going or where it is. You just hear the sound. But you can't tell where it's coming from or whether it's, it's going. Where it's going to, you can't tell. It says, anyone who's born again, that is how his life is like. God is expecting your life to be unpredictable. Satan cannot look at your life and predict, oh, she's going to do this, she's going to do that. She's going, no, 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 no. You will, you will surprise your enemies one of these days. Yeah. You will be a sign and a wonder. A sign and a wonder. Surprise your enemies. Number four. Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe. I'm still on principle number one. He says, signs will follow those who believe. These signs will follow them that believe. Mark 16, 17 says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. When you are born again, when you are a Christian, you have power to cast out devils. Yeah. 
You have power to cast out devils. Your brother is in the house. He's always angry, breaking things in, in the house. One of these days, you have to put your hands on him and say, you devil, come out! And that will be the end. Sorry, it's not, sorry. You are the closest person to me, I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah. You are starting your car, it doesn't start. You rise up and you bind the demon that has stopped the car from working. He says, these signs shall follow in my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Speaking with in tongues. Lame, copa. It's not for pastors. It's for every believer. Next. 18. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. Now the Bible says, if you drink any deadly thing, you will cap serpents. If you drink any deadly, it shall not hurt you. Now let me put a disclaimer here. Don't go, don't go after church and say, I'm going to prove what pastor said. Because I saw it in the Bible. It is true. It doesn't need you to prove it. If it happens to you, this is when the scripture, that's why when the devil came to Jesus, he said, throw yourself, cast yourself down. And God has said he will give his angels charge. Jesus said, you see, you cry, you don't understand the Bible. You don't test God like that. Yeah, so because we saw it, so after church, I'm going to walk in the middle of the street. And then nothing, no harm will befall me. Look, look, we will come for your funeral. And it's not because God is not faithful. It's, and when the doctors fill the form for your death, they will write COD. Do you know what COD, cause of death? The, the thing will be foolishness. Yeah, death by foolishness. He says, you will lay hands on the sick and they shall be healed. When you sick, sick somebody is sick, you don't need to wait for the pastor. Let's call, call the bishop and he should come with uh, that is uh, assistant pastors. They should come and lay their hands. You don't see my name over there. He said, when you believe, all of us, yeah, all of us will lay hands on the sick. I mean, this week my son was woke up, he was not feeling well. He didn't know, should I go to his life? When he came to say goodbye, when I had him, I said, be healed in the name of I just prayed over him and he went to school. The mother told me, I've told your son, if he's in school, he's not feeling well, he will call you. I'm going to play golf. I made my mind, I'm going to play. I said, this boy will never call me, I'm telling you. <laughs> ah, you're trying to spoil my golf day with him. Come and call me, come and pick me from school. No, 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 no. I hug him, I prayed healing over him. I said, go to school. He will never call me, you will be fine. When you come to school. by the time he came from school, he was stronger than when he went to school. the life God wants you to have. Rise up and start to have a principle number two. After you are born again, you must believe in God in order to experience the supernatural. You must believe in God in order to experience the supernatural. So, I'm answering the question, why don't you experience? Believe. You must believe in God. You must believe in God. John 11, John 11 Jesus' friend called Lazarus, he had died. And they called Jesus to come after four days. Jesus came. The Bible says, when Jesus got there, he said to the sister, and Jesus said, verse 39, take ye, take ye away the stone, Martha. Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he had been dead four days. So when Jesus told him, look, take away the stone. Let me raise this guy from the dead. The sister did not even believe. He said, oh, master, what is this that you are doing? By now he's smelling. And Jesus said unto him, said not I, said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. Jesus said to Martha, the only thing you need to do is to believe. If you believe, you will see the glory. If you believe. You, this is where Jesus raised a guy who was dead for four days from the dead. He only asked for one thing. Believe. Christians, let us believe in God. Let us believe in God. Let us, you believe in your mother. You believe in the television. You believe in the SABC trade. You believe in Kaiser Chiefs. It's time to believe in God. Ah, how many times has Kaiser Chiefs not disappointed you? 
Chiefs and Arsenal, they are the same. How many times? And Liverpool. How many times? Arsenal fans are always waiting for next season. Arsenal is like a series. We are always waiting for the next season. <laughs> yeah. But how many times has Kaiser Chiefs not disappointed? Are they, doing, are they doing well now? They lost. Ah, but you still believe in them. And you wear yellow and black. And you go out and say, I'm a cozy for life. I'm a cozy for life. It's time to believe in Jesus. Yeah, it's time to believe in Jesus. Yeah. You, you see, if I knew they lost, I wouldn't have won. I wouldn't have won this colors today. I don't even know whether they are there or not. No, seriously. It's when I see you, when I see this type of faithful Kaiser Chiefs, then I remember. If I, when I need somebody to laugh at, then I remember that there's, there's, there's Amakosi for life. Who are the people with this? Pirates, sea robbers. Uh, they to another. They are also like Liverpool. You walk alone. <laughs> you pray that today you don't walk alone. <laughs> Expect a miracle. <laughs> but believe. Number three. My, my thing is going to number four, so maybe let's go to number Number three. After you are born again, you must be obedient in order to experience a supernatural life. So basically, I'm giving you keys to a supernatural life. You have to expect it, number one. Number two, you have to believe it. Number three, you have to be obedient in order to receive it. John chapter two. In John chapter two, Jesus, this is where Jesus turned water into wine. A lot of you like this particular miracle in the Bible. And he turned water into wine. Now, turning water into wine is a very powerful miracle. Oh, no, no. It's not a simple miracle. It's not just a miracle for drunkards. It's a very powerful miracle. Because look at the color of water and the color of wine. So, it has to first change color. Yeah. Do you see? And number two, it has to ferment. And have potency. Yeah. Before when you drink it, because that's the difference between apple juice and wine. When you drink apple juice, you become happy. But when you drink wine, you become filled with happiness. <laughs> because you come under a power. Yeah. Now, before Jesus did that miracle, John chapter 2, you're still not there. Before Jesus did that miracle in John chapter 2, reading from verse number 1, the Bible says that <laughs> on the third day, <laughs> there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee and the mother of Jesus was there. Verse number 2. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. Verse 3. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, They have no wine. Verse 4. Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? My hour is not yet. Jesus said to his mother, If they, have, they, have, they don't have wine, what has it got to do with me? Is it my party? Am I the one who invited the people? Why are you hustling me and harassing me for wine that they don't have? Why? Woman. Why? You see, it's like at a certain age, children don't want you to take them to school and hug them and kiss them because it's embarrassing to their friends. Is that not so? Meanwhile, you are hugging us. Uh, even when we want to be free, you say we should hug you to sleep the whole night. So it was a similar case for Jesus. But look at what the mother said in verse 5. The mother said, and the mother said unto the servants, if you want wine, whatsoever he asks you to do, do it. 
he said to the people, don't, you don't worry about what he has said. You know, he's my child. He says these things all the time. I live with him. Every time when you want him to do something, he will say he's watching TV, he's, playing, he's, he's watching cartoons, he's playing FIFA. And, but just be around him. Whatever he tells you to do, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. This miracle was as a result. I won't continue reading. This miracle was as a result of the people's obedience. He changed the water into wine. The whole party became livid. Everybody was happy in that place. It came out of obedience. If you decide to obey God, you will enter into the supernatural. Miracles will happen. People who obey God, they experience miracles. They experience a miraculous life. Number four. After you are born again, you must press your way into the supernatural. This is a big one. After you are born again, you have to press your way into the supernatural. You have to press. You have to, to press means to force, to fight, to push. You have to push your way into the supernatural. Supernatural doesn't just happen you are just sitting there then supernatural happens to you. No. The Bible says, Luke 16, 16 says, the law and the prophets were up till John. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached and every man presseth into it. You need a certain zeal and a certain effort and a certain forcefulness to enter into the kingdom, to enter into the supernatural, to enter into breakthroughs. You need a certain strength. Without it, your life would just be one problem after another, one problem after another. You have to be ready to press. Ready. When I first got here in Peter Mary, this is the first message I preached. Press on into the kingdom of God. It says, since the kingdom, the law and prophets were up to John, since that time, the kingdom of God is preached and many there be that press into it. And every man presseth. It needs a certain forcing into it. If you want to experience supernatural things, you have to press. You have to force. It doesn't happen to people who are down. Who are saying, you say amen, they won't say amen. You say pray, they won't pray. They are just sitting down. It's almost like they are half dead. Or comatose. You have to press into it. So sometimes you see that you wonder, huh, why are people being blessed? I'm not being blessed. You are not pressing. You are not pressing. It needs, the kingdom needs a certain force. Or you'll be sitting there, you see your blessing will be passing you by. Your breakthrough will be passing. John chapter 5. In John chapter 5, the Bible says, after this was the feast of the Jews. And Jesus went to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda. Having five porches. In this lay a great multitude of folk of the blind, the whole, the impotent, and the withered, waiting for the moving of the water for an angel. Why? Because an angel went down at a certain time and troubled the water. Whoever, whosoever first set foot in the water was healed of whatever disease he had. So he said, this church, that's how it was. From time to time, an angel comes, he shakes the water. When he shakes the water, the first person to enter the water gets a healing. Verse 5, Jesus said, there was a certain man which had had an infirmity 30 and 8 years. And when Jesus saw him, I knew he had been in that case a long time. He said unto him, would thou be made whole? Then look at the heartbreaking answer the person gave. He says, the impotent man saith, that's the sick man, he saith to him, say, I have no man to put me in the water when it is troubled. For what? Well, to put me in the pool while it, but while I am coming, another step down before. So it's like I'm almost there, then somebody goes ahead of me. I'm almost about to take my break, then somebody crosses. I'm just about to get a beloved. The guy, I was the first person to be his friend. Just when his mind was coming to say, Hi, baby, hello, babe, I think you are nice, baby. Then another sister came and I said, Hello, she just did her hair like that. That was it. Today they are married. He said, people have been stealing my breakthroughs all the time. (laughs) 
I remember a church I pastored many years ago that we were all there. There were some young sisters, powerful young sisters. I mean, power in all aspects of the word power. Physical power, financial power, emotional power, uh, any type of spiritual power. We were sitting there, they were believing God. We were sitting there when a power, an equally powerful brother from Escom came to the church. Do you know that today we are the only people with electricity in the city? Everybody's light is off. Yeah. Escom is doing some major, um, what do you call it? Maintenance work, not renovations. Maintenance work. <laughs> and, and surprisingly the person who said you know, is the most qualified person in that area who told us can, can you imagine <laughs> who is trying to deceive us <laughs> we mute him for the rest of the says yeah so thank God for a pastor who can think ahead and organize electricity for you I was telling you a story. So, we were there when an equally powerful brother from Escort came. Eh, Escom came. He passed in the church. Then he looked through the church. Zzz. Then he started to ask, who is this one? Who is this one? Who is this one? Who is this? He was just a nice brother asking, oh, pastor, what do you think? What do you think? What do you so, as he was asking, his questions were being answered. Suddenly, a certain sister walked into the church. She had also transferred from one of our branches to that church. When she walked into the church, no, the guy said, this one, this one, it's okay. Forget about all the others, this one, this one. Ah, the way the sisters were bored. I pray they don't listen to this podcast, I'm telling you. <laughs> My God. Now, when you are done, when you don't pass, your breakthroughs pass you by. They just pass you by. They just pass you by. It says, and every man presseth into it. Tell your neighbor, press. I said, press. Even the press, the way you are saying, press. How can you get into it? Shame on you. In Mark chapter 5, I'm reading from 25. And a certain woman, which had had an issue... 12 years, this is what their sister was singing about, which had had an issue 12 years and had suffered many things of, the, of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she heard Jesus, she heard of Jesus, came in behind the press, she pressed through the crowd and touched his garments. Bible says, immediately and straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried and she felt in her body that she was healed of that. It takes pressing to get into your breakthrough. You are looking for a job, press. You are looking for a miracle, press. When you come to church and we are praying, press in prayer. They are sisters. When you don't, brothers, don't miss sisters. Even when we are praying, you don't hear them. You don't hear their tongues. A sister, you have not heard her tongues before. Don't, 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 don't propose to her. It's a very dangerous sister. Yeah, no pressing. He asked for me. I don't want to dirty myself. I want to be clean. I don't want. Meanwhile, you the same person. You dirty yourself at parties. You, I mean, you even your wig comes off at parties. Your wig, your wig, your wig has been lost at a party. You went to a party, you have done so much, you can't find your wig. Then when you come to church, say, I don't want to dirty myself. We know you, you're already dirty. Luke 8, 35, and it came to pass that there was, that as he was, Come nigh to Jericho, a certain blind man sat by the way, sat begging. And hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant. And they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passed by. And he cried, saying, Jesus, 
son of David, have mercy on me. And they which went by rebuke him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more. Sometimes when you are pressing, people will say you are doing something too much. This church thing, you are doing it too much. This church thing, you are doing this prayer thing, this faith thing, you are doing it too much. But when they told this guy, that, that look, you should keep quiet. You are, he doesn't have time. He has time for important. The Bible says, when they told him that thing, he shouted them all. Sometimes when people try to cool you down with your commitment, your faith in God and in the ministry, you when they try to, you rather have to do more. He shouted them all. And he shouted them all. Next verse. 40. Saying, what would, no, no, we have missed one verse. 40. And Jesus stood. One of these days you are going to shout and Jesus will stand. It's like suddenly Jesus will take note of you and he will stand. So he shouted Jesus and commanded him to be brought to him. Where are you going to? He commanded the same people who were telling him to shut up, shut up, shut up. Say, bring it. The people who are criticizing you today, one day there will be the people who will usher you into your blessing. There will be the ashes. They will be clapping as you are walking into your blessing. As you are walking into your blessing. They will be clapping, they will be clapping, they will be clapping. They will be clapping as you take steps. As you got to press. You have to press. The same people who are saying you are foolish, you are no, you are a child, you don't let these are the same people they'll be clapping for you as you step into your blessing. As you step into it, as you step in it. When he came near, he asked verse 41. Now you have a chance to go to floor. Saying, What would thou have me do for you? And he said that I may receive my sight. And Jesus restored his sight unto him. How did he get this? By pressing. By pressing, by pressing, by pushing, by you press when you have opposition. When you don't have any opposition, you just walk into it. But when you have opposition, you press into it. You press into it. You press into it. I see you pressing into your blessing. Bible says, since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffered violence. And the violent, the forceful, they that press, they take it by force. Some of you have to press out of fornication. Some of you have to press out of smoking. You have to press. It, it won't come by magic. You wake up tomorrow and suddenly your, 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 your smoking glands are gone. Then how would you breathe? No, you have to press into it. Yeah. See, man. Number five. Have I reached five? After you are born again, I'm sure I've reached five. After you are born again, you must be led by the spirit in order to experience the supernatural. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit, Romans 8, 14 and 15. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby you cry, Abba, Father. Now, when God is leading you, what will happen? That saith the Lord, Isaiah 48, 17 to 21. It says, That saith the Lord, Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit. May God teach you to profit. Which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. Oh, thou had hearkened to my commandment. Then had thy peace, thy peace being as a river. And thy righteousness as waves of the sea. Thy seed also had been as the sand. And the offsprings of thy bowels like the gravel thereof. His name should not have been cut off nor destroyed before me. Go ye, go ye forth of Babylon. Flee from the Chaldeans with the voice of singing. Clear ye. Tell this. Even to the ends of the earth. Say ye, the Lord hath redeemed his servant Jacob. Now look at 21. It says, and they tested not when he led them through the desert. 
he caused the waters to flow out the rock for them and clave the rock also. The waters cast out. He said, they tested not. They tested not. When you allow God to lead you by, your spirit, by his spirit, you will not test. You will not hunger. You will not struggle. Your life will be a wonder. They tested. They were never tested. Why did they use test here? Because he was talking about the desert. The desert lacks one major thing: water. Water. The reason why that the desert is dry is the absence of water. That's why he doesn't talk about food. Say, hey, Pastor, how did you know that they will longer? The, when we are talking about desert, the main thing we are dealing with is the absence of water, not the absence of food. Although the absence of water can cause the, lead to the absence of food. When you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you, you will see the miracles happening every day. Every day. Every day. Number six, I'm almost done. Those who said we will not finish, we are finishing. After you are born again, you must do the work of God in order to experience the supernatural. Mark 16, 20, the Bible says, And they went forth and preached everywhere. And the Lord working with them and confirming their words with signs following. With signs following. Signs following. What were they doing? They were preaching. They were doing the work of God. As they were doing the work of God, God confirmed their words with signs. May God confirm your words with signs as you work for God. As you work for me, God confirm it with signs, with miracles, with wonders. Think a wonder is something that amazes people. Something that cannot be logically explained. Is, is that pin code? Are you pin code? Okay, good. It's powerful. Say amen. No, I was, I've, just, I've just been trying to remember him. He's an exciting guy. Say amen. Say another amen. What was I saying before the wonder? A wonder is something that cannot be explained. Something that the normal, you can't use logic. Oh, I did this, then this happened. I did this. No, no. Some of the things, they cannot be explained. You look at it, you cannot explain. It has to be. Look, one day, we were in high school, and I found a, a bangle. Yeah, a bangle. I found it somewhere in the school. And being young and curious, I just took it and I put it on. And I was just feeling, you know, um, I was feeling cool in there. So I wore it like a watch. I wore it for about three days. I just moving around in the school. Just moving around. One day, I was just walking. And then I look on my arm and it was no longer no longer. Up to today, I don't know how it got off. I mean, I was wearing it. Bath is there. It's like I was feeling, you know, some of these, if you take like Alan and Co, they have some of these uh -huh. from the royal family. Zulu, you know, the way I'm saying. Yeah, something like, it was on my hand. Up a little. I mean, and I used to feel cool, so every time I'll check it. I mean, I'll check it and I'll be moving in the school. And I was naive. I didn't even know spiritual things or anything. One day, I wasn't asleep. I was walking in the school. The last time I checked it, I was awake. Then suddenly, it was no more. Yeah, it was no more. Today, as I understand spiritual things, I say, these are the students who come to boarding house with charms and things. They've come with muti and then they have it. And maybe somebody's muti has fallen down. Me to have taken it and I'm walking in the school with a, a child of promise, a child that God wants to use to reach the ends of the world. I've taken somebody's muti, I put it on my hand. God sent an angel to come and strip it off. And you see, if it had torn and fallen, maybe, maybe I would have taken it and tied it. And it just vanished. It just vanished. It just I'll take the booty and tie it and put the booty back. It just disappeared up to today. I remember I was in grade nine. Up to today, I don't remember where it went. Yeah, that's a wonder. That's a wonder. As we work for God and as we dedicate ourselves to God's church, wonders will happen in our lives. God will confirm our words with signs and wonders. Yeah, sometimes I say things, but then they just play out like that. Boom. 
God is firming what you have said with signs and wonders. It's not just for pastors, it's for believers. Yeah. How many times do you see the word pastor in the Bible? It's for believers. Sometimes you have to wake up and prophesy things to happen. And they will come to pass. God will confirm what you are saying with signs and wonders. God will confirm what you are saying. Yeah, you have to. Many of you have said nothing, so there's nothing for God to confirm. Or you have said negative things, so God is down, his hands are tied behind him. He asks for me, nothing good happens to me. You have said it is what is roaming in the atmosphere. So God wants to confirm, but when he looks at this one and says, You let's wait, she will say another thing that we can confirm. Begin to say good things about your life. Begin to say good things about your life. Number seven, principle number seven. I'm even surprised I'm at number seven at this time. After you are born again, you must serve the Lord with joy and gladness in order to experience the supernatural. You must serve the Lord with gladness in order experience the supernatural. Deuteronomy 28, 47 says, because thou serveth not the Lord, thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. Therefore, shalt thou serve thy enemies with the Lord thy God sendeth against thee in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and in want of all things. And he shall put the yoke of iron upon thy neck until he has destroyed thee. Now this scripture is a reverse scripture. It says, because you have not saved, these are things that will happen. You have not saved the Lord with joy. So the, verse, the, the point before is save the Lord. Or work for the Lord. Then they add the next one. Is, Do that thing with joy and gladness. Says, because you have not, because thou servest not the Lord with joyfulness and glad and with gladness of heart. For what? For the abundance, so that you have the abundance of all things. Yeah. So when you serve the Lord with joyfulness and gladness of heart, then you will have abundance of all. What are all things? All things. All things are all things. All things are, they are not just Bibles. Say, uh, all things mean God is going to give us Bibles. Yes, God will give us Bibles amongst many other things. Bibles are one thing. All things. All things. Bible says the Lord God, he's a son and a shield. He will give grace and he will give glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk upright. No good thing. No good thing. If a marriage is a good thing, he will give it to you. If health is a good thing, he will give it to you. If a car is a good thing, he will give it to you. And a car is a good thing. I mean, you can't be sitting in somebody's car for the rest of your life. One day you must sit in your own car. You can't use Huawei for the rest of your life. One day you must use an iPhone. Receive an iPhone. Even if you don't know how to use it, you just receive it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You receive, you give it to your children. Hey, press some, press some. Press some. Do you know that in life, you reach a stage, you don't want things anymore. When you get, you want other people to have things. So when you get something, you just give it to somebody. When the person is happy with it, you become happy. You are not saying here because you have not read there, but you will reach there. And you don't read there because you have a lot of things. No, 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 no. Don't get it wrong at all. Bishop, because he has a lot of things. No, have you come to my house before? Do you know how small my house is? (laughs) My things look a lot because my house is very small. (laughs) It, It does not how it comes. It, it's a, it, God takes you to a place where you are just satisfied. So if you see something, you want somebody else. You are actually dissatisfied when somebody else doesn't have that thing. So when the person gets it, you become happy. 
king, Bishop, why will I get there? Some of you are there, you are just refusing to accept that you are there. Because you only think about yourself. And you only think about receiving. I know people have given to them so much. It has not even occurred to them to one day just buy Amakwenya and say, oh, Bishop, taste the Amakwenya. Don't, don't have it, oh, just taste it. Yeah. Look, one day, one day I was sitting there and one brother in the church, he went to buy some chips. Some chips. Then he sent me some of the chips. I don't know how, I don't know how it happened. No, not, 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 no, no, not knickknacks. Yeah, knickknacks. But I don't know how the knickknacks got to. I don't know what strategy he used, but the knickknacks eventually got to me. Do you get it? And then I just took a bite. Then I called him. I said, oh, Charlie, your knickknacks is very nice. Oh. Then he said, oh, I can buy you one every Sunday. I said, okay. Meanwhile, I don't eat it every Sunday. I eat it once. That's, it's not something that when I'm there, I crave for. But when I see, I can take one and two and just go my way. But the fact that the person even thought up, and that thing's like five rounds or two rounds or one round fifty or something. That's all. Yeah, but the person even thought that, oh, why not? Take a bite at that. Just one bite, Bishop. Just one bite. You are looking at me. I'm also looking at you. Amen. Say many. Into it now in the name of Jesus. July will not find you unemployed. July will not find you unemployed. Receive the miracle word of God today. May God confirm it with signs and wonders. Jesus said, you will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my disciple. Some of you are staggering with your Christian life. Some of you are struggling with your Christian life. Maybe due to an experience, due to a mistake you made. You are staggering. To stagger means you are trying to move forward, but you cannot move forward. Somebody said, it's five minutes. It's a five minutes walk from my house to the pub. But it's a 45 minutes walk from the pub back to my house. Why? Staggering. Staggering. Some of you are staggering in your Christian life. You are staggering in your Christian life. You want to pray for power. Power to shoot. To jump start it. To jump start it. To put it in, in drive and let it move. Yes, Lord. You want to pray for that power right now. Lift your power, voice. Lord. Just begin to pray. Salama just begin. Pressing is the most. All these things you have prayed for. Depend on this one. Yes, they depend on this one. We that you will receive one. power to I be a Christian. That you will receive power, 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 to be a Christian, to be a Christian, to be a strong Christian, to be a strong Christian. Receive the power of God. 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 Receive power to be a strong Christian. In the name of Jesus.
together in appreciation of the miracle God is bringing into your life that from today your life will be filled with miracles signs and wonders signs and wonders signs and wonders signs and wonders if you are excited about it if you are excited about it begin to shout begin to clap Begin to celebrate. It's happening in your life. 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 It's been activated in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.